Hello, and welcome to DL on VL, a podcast dedicated to myself, Veva Luciol, and the process of creating my written works. I know how to write forever. I don't think I could have happily stayed here in the world if I did not have a way of thinking about it, which is what writing is for me. It's control. Nobody tells me what to do. It's mine, it's free, and it, it's, a, it's a way of thinking. It's pure knowledge. Hello, ni hao, bonjour, and welcome back to the DL on the VL, where I allow you all to experience the writing persona that is Fave Lucille. Alright, so I wanted to start today's episode off with this beautiful quote by Toni Morrison. This quote comes from Why Toni Morrison Keeps Writing, um, a little segment done by the New York Times. So... I think that this quote, you know, acts as a perfect segue into today's episode, apathy and apprehension, and more specifically, my own personal writing apprehension and superstition surrounding my writing. You know, I think it's important to note that parts of me as a writer have been missing. I've been missing my identity and missing the joy that writing used to bring me. I was missing this vivid and defining internal illustration of knowledge that Toni Morrison was talking about. You know, I had all these questions. Why should Veva write? What should she write that hasn't been written before? And who was she seeking validation from? Who did she want to read and why? why did she care if they read it what did she want them to get out of it I hadn't really cared about this portion of me and this portion of me that was missing for a while and I actually didn't realize that these questions were going unanswered until something that I would recognize as crippling to my confidence as a writer happened more recently. So now I need to tell you guys what happened. And I struggled with figuring out if I was going to include this in this podcast, if I was being over emotional if I was over analyzing my feelings toward my writing and how others were perceiving it and I realized that this is probably one of the most important parts one of the most important reasons is I need to look at this and analyze it and have others listen to it so that me hearing it back will help me not only process it but understand it better and separate myself from the issue so that I can look at it from a non-emotional standpoint. So what happened was after that briefing, 
after spending so much time writing academic papers um it was finally enforced upon me to write a creative piece and with so much that has happened um, i haven't had the time to dive into my creative persona i haven't had time to be favor lucion i haven't had time to really dig into my own poetry or pull things from my mind so as you could imagine this first piece that i was writing it was a chapter besides the guidelines that were given to me i personally felt like i had executed it i spent multiple days thinking about it something that i never do with my writing i had taken the time to talk with friends i had discussed it with people and even after having multiple people read over it and telling me that it was good that they enjoyed it that they understood it when i turned it in for an academic grade i i turned it in feeling confident i felt as if i was finally reconnecting with a piece of me that i had lost i was finally feeling creative and part of me was re-energized that was until a little while later i received the grade and the grade was the worst grade i've ever received for any creative piece or academic piece that i ever done and being that i was in a new place and being that this was an audience that i'd never shared my work for i didn't understand or look towards their guidelines and i personally had no preconceived judgments of my writing it tore me up there was a lot of self doubt just a wave of self doubt that came crashing in and all i could think of was my writing sucks i suck there's a reason why i haven't been doing this this is the reason why unconsciously i have been gravitating a not gravitating towards writing creatively but instead gravitating towards academic writing this is why i've been abandoning vevolucion you know i started questioning those around me my support group that i had created you know were they lying to me is this false were they just telling me this to make me feel good and it was almost like as soon as those thoughts started coming there was also these currents of apathy that were dangerous and polluting the way that i was thinking about my writing i was just like okay well if no one's going to appreciate my writing what's the point nothing i say is important nothing i write is ever going to be new no one's ever going to understand it and that in itself was a problem so because of one one bad misinterpretation what i understand as bad misinterpretation of my own creative writing it created a snowball effect of just emotional distress and negative critical thinking towards me myself and creating even more preconceived judgments and not only that but now i was becoming apprehensive of my writing something i 
didn't really recognize what sides wanting people to like it. And yeah. You know, to really add salt to the wound, with the criticism that I did receive, the critique really offered little constructive advice. It was completely based on subjective, open-ended feedback, and I was very salty as one would say. I was very upset. I was very displeased. And being someone who loves to please, my writing aims to do that as well. I needed that validation that I was still a good creative writer, that people who had never been introduced to my work before, even if I was trying something new and different and completely out of my comfort zone, that my skill was still there. How was I going to redefine myself as a writer? You know, and the big idea that I'm trying to get across here is that being Veva Lucio, who I was, my identity as a writer, was completely put into question and completely caused a great disconnect between myself as a person, myself as an artist. So I spent the next few days upset. I was upset with my ego for telling me that my writing was good. I was upset with the impact that I had wanted to make and which had completely fallen apart. And I was upset with my vulnerability. I was upset with the fact that I allowed myself to be so vulnerable and to allow criticism criticism such as that to affect me so negatively so a lot of this came and then something else happened i i found that i was upset because my insecurities had been validated and my personal risk my perceived risk towards writing were now staring me in the face in the form of a letter grade All these things, these insecurities, they were telling me, you know, I'm not a good writer, my friends lied to me, I can't trust my support system, nothing I'm writing is worth hearing, nothing I'm writing is worth reading, and no one cares. You know, I risked that people I didn't know wouldn't be validating, and the risk that my work wasn't speaking for itself that risk in itself became validated. And so after kind of being in a pit of, you know, no one cares, I had to stop and think. No one cares, but I do. I care about my writing. I care about my experience and my understandings of the world. So how do I find a way to care enough without letting my pride of what I care about take so much control that it becomes destructible, that it hurts me instead of encourages me to do better and to write better and to explore different audiences. 
you know, this criticism offered me another goal. And that goal was that I needed to figure out a way to self-validate. How was I going to prove to myself that I was doing what I needed to do, that I was reaching the goals that I had as a writer, and that I was working on my insecurities as a writer. That is the end of this episode of the DL on VL. Tune in for the next podcast, which will cover what it means to take my writing seriously and relying on self-validation. Thanks for listening.